It's been a rough week. It has been a very rough week. Uh, uh, it's been a rough week for two weeks for you guys, which is is definitely hard. Um, the, the last episode, none of us were expecting it to go that way. And it, it's one of these times where we all have to kind of stop and look. And we definitely look back and we remember uh, Norm. And we remember kind of what he was about and what he did and what he stood for, which is something very prominent in my mind uh, in this past week. And it's definitely been something tough, uh, tougher than I think any of us were expecting. But one of the things that Norm was very well known for were his uh, not quite right proverb metaphors. Um, and so I, st- I started looking at some of those as kind of my way of being like, what other things might Norm have said? And it turns out proverbs are pretty applicable when you start looking at them to your current situations. Um, a ship in the harbor is safe. But that is not what a ship is for. These adventures that we're all going on are dangerous. And because of that, it requires dangerous consequences for if things do go wrong. I mean, all of our players are aware of this. And that's something we've all kind of held above and under the table. But we've never really mentioned it, is that we're playing this game to tell a story and part of that story is loss and tragedy and we have these heroic characters but they can't be heroic unless consequences are at stake um which kind of leads into the next one which is don't cross a bridge till you come to it i I don't think any of us were expecting a death this early in the game and i don't think any of us were expecting norm uh to pass and it's something that none of us were actually really prepared for we actually had to stop our session last time and say this is kind of a pivotal moment do we decide to keep playing the game and go by the mechanics or do we want to you know kind of kind of shield our our characters from true harm and make it more narratively controlled and ultimately uh, we decided that the truest thing for the story is to go by the dice, which is very bitter to swallow in this instance. But if we always go by the dice, we have a foundation for what is going to be really good storytelling and really good gameplay. And it shows that we're not forcing anything This entire thing is kind of up in the air, and we do have a vague guideline of where we're going, but how we're getting there and what's going to happen along the way is up to the dice. Um, And last session, I really was trying hard to make the dice more friendly. A drowning man will clutch at a straw. I I tried to give as many opportunities as possible, and honestly, I probably gave one or two too many, and the dice were against it every step of the way, which is just one of those things where you look back and you're like, oh man, I shouldn't have done that, but I really wanted it to happen, and the dice said no, which is stupid fucking dice, but <laughs> that's that's the game. That's the story we're playing, and those are the rules that we are abiding by and 
the last proverb that I wanted to share was uh, grief divided is made lighter. And the death of Norm Gunderson hit us all really, really hard. And we actually came together as a group a couple days later uh, over video chat. And we just, we talked about it because it was so prominent and it was so obvious that it was affecting all of us that we really did need to like talk about it and air it out and be like, hey, so this is hard for us. Like, how hard is this going to be for everybody else listening? And we all came together and we were able to support each other and say, we're behind everything that's happened. We are confident that this is a very striking moment and it's very good storytelling because it's obvious, like, how hard it hit us. Um, And that's kind of something that, I warned everybody about in the first session is that uh, we were going to play this game and we were going to have some emotions. And this is one of those times where, um, you know, we, we have emotions. We have some very strong emotions about what is uh, uncontested, probably the game's favorite character, the audience's favorite guy. Um Norm it was a sweetheart. He was optimistic and he was bright-eyed and and he had all of this this fire and drive in him that is going to be sorely missed. Um one of the things that we've been harping on from the beginning is that this game and this story isn't a case of the players versus the GM. And I was definitely experiencing a lot of guilt after the session for actually going through and uh, uh, what feels like causing the death of Norm, but it really was the dice, and I am just the facilitator of the dice. Um, but one of the things that was really nice is, is I was like, yeah, I feel guilty. I, what, I could have done something different, and everyone else was like, no, that's that's just the game, and that's really what it is. Is It is... It is the game, and that is the game we play, and that is the game we love, because not many games can make you feel something as uh, deeply and profusely as this. Um, I am incredibly proud of this podcast, and I am even more proud of the fucking brilliant storytellers that I get to call the players of this game. We are all committed to telling a compelling and honest story centered around role play. And one of the things that can make a story great are the twists and the turns. And unfortunately, especially if they're tragic, Norm didn't die heroically. He didn't die in the heat of battle, uh, but he died in the embrace of the rat folk he loved Mm. and he passed without pain and however tragic the passing of norm gunderson is it is going to prompt the development of vasilisa and valdine and of course marge this was the most emotional any of us have been in a recording session Uh, last episode and 
it was tear felt and it was tear it was tear filled and it was somber and we are all still grieving the loss of norm and it is a goddamn testament to zach's role playing that such a loss can be physically felt outside of the story norm was an amazing character and in all my years of being seeing pc death in stories this has been the hardest I've killed a lot of players before. <laughs> I have died many times myself, but this is the one that's hitting hardest. Moving forward, we are committed to the story as dictated by the dice. That is the decision that we have come to as as a group, as players. Um, and if uh, the fate of the dice should have it that one of our heroes meets their end. I want everybody out there to know that we are 100% mourning with you when that happens. I don't think any of us are playing to have our characters die. But sometimes it is still going to happen. And tragedy is part of life. And I think that it deserves a place at the table. We remember these kinds of events in our own lives, and the loss of a loved one is profound. The characters we all play in RPGs can experience the same emotions we do, and it gives us the opportunity to explore our own grief and hardship in an environment surrounded by friends. Now, instead of immediately bringing in a new character, we have chosen to give the characters in the story a chance to grieve and bring in Zach's new character at a point that narratively makes sense. Normally in my sessions outside of the podcast, I would introduce a new character as soon as possible to allow the player to keep playing. But we want the story we are telling to be more organic and natural. And we don't want to shoehorn in someone while all of the other characters are in the depths of grieving. So Zach shall return as a new character in the future. Zach, you have anything you want to add? I just, I guess the only thing I would want to add would be a reassurance to everyone listening that if I was in their shoes, I'd be like, well, you know, the the, the joy in life has been sucked out of the room and who knows when they're going to get it back. And uh, I just want to say that, like, I swear it's coming back. Like, it's it's the players at the table and it's the, the, the soul and the laughter and the joy inside each of the people sitting at the microphones that comes through. Um, so it, it's always going to be there. And I just want to, I don't want anyone to, f- to forget that and think like, oh, we're just going to be sad forever now because that's not how life works. And that's not how our, our game works. So with that, we open in the cabin. 
All right. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Fuck. Oh, God. <laughs> what are you worried about? You don't need to do anything. I know. <laughs> I've never played a corpse before. I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I, how do I? I gotta just lay here and not breathe. I've never not breathed before. It's so unnatural to me. Do you remember being a kid and playing dead and like trying to not breathe? You can't do it. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. You try and keep your your lungs and your stomach at the same point. It's the same level. Still breathing. Yeah. It's right. impossible in my experience. Yeah. Every time we played like Cowboys Indians or something. I have no breath control though. I had to quit clarinet after the <laughs> one week because I just couldn't do it. Elizabeth, you're terrible at the clarinet. You put it down now. I don't know why he's <laughs> French, Bulgarian. I don't know where he's from. Uh, yeah. French? Uh, <laughs> all my accents, they come to from France. No, no, no. It did not sound that fast to me. You're terrible at the clarinet. I am a true French. Clarinet. It was just, oh, it's awful. I should not talk much in this episode. Yeah, you're going to cause us to go off track with the whole laughing and everything. All right, so we, we were scene setting. We're in a cabin. Yeah, you guys are still in the High Sentinel Lodge. You have defeated all known intruders. And I checked the perimeter outside. You check the perimeter outside um, and inside. While you go around and do that. Margie is sitting on the floor with Norm's head in her lap. And Ghost is curled at his feet. She's just kind of rocking him and holding him. Um, so that leaves us inside with Vasilisa. What are you doing? Uh, Vasilisa is not prepared yet to to deal with the Norm and Marge situation. So she's focusing her energy into very angrily checking for any remains of the things that came and attacked us. She burned a bunch of them she's probably she's putting out the fire that she started in the dining room and then picking up little sprite corpses and bits of things and muttering curses and hollied about how stupid sprites are i hate all of the fame what are they even doing here they weren't supposed to be here anymore stupid writer saying this side of the portal is clear just have to worry about the other side. I never trust anybody before. Why should I trust the writer? And she's just mostly in her native tongue of Halit, really going on a under her breath tirade. And she is just cleaning the corpses of the enemies out of the lodge. Where is she taking them? Uh, right now, she's just dumping them over by the wood pile. Okay. Outside, just kind of throwing them off the back porch. They're not very big. Yeah. I imagine the ice elementals kind of just melted away. Yeah, they, they so. kind of turned into just icy chips, and those are already melting there with the warmth stag, of the fire. There's a stag, though. Yeah. There's a, there's a stag. The stag is, is probably the biggest issue. Yes. Um, the stag and then also uh, the, the ice muffet. Yeah. Muffet she, method. She definitely gets rid of that. So I think that um, we see outside kind of the look as Valdine you're, you're doing the perimeter and you see Vasilisa trying to drag the stag out of the door by herself. There's a lot of cursing. Valdine goes over grabs a, one end of the stag. Let me give you a hand. Thank you. <sighs> Let's get this cleaned up. Are you alright? 
I, I mean, I suppose so, and not, not really, obviously, but physically, I'm pretty okay. And Vasilisa just like puts a hand to her neck where there's such a small little pinprick that it it doesn't really affect her, but that's where the sprite's rapier, tiny little blade stabbed into her while she was asleep. And it's kind of like she just had a, a thorn prick her or a mosquito bite. She's just, she's thinking about that and she's saying, no, I'm I'm fine. But her hand is holding her her neck where yeah. that bite yeah, mark I, is. I think your hand goes up to where it is and you feel your pulse. And you realize how close it was to hitting that major point. Yeah. What's up with Marge? <clears throat> uh, Vasilisa goes to, to start cleaning. You're left alone with Norm and Ghost. Yes. <laughs> right, how are you doing, Amanda? No, it was a rough week. And I have a very, very vivid ev- imagination, <laughs> too, about the cursed life. I am cursed. cursed. Vivid imagination. <clears throat> so, you know, being married to the person who I'm married to in the podcast, and he, di- you know, it's a whole parallel thing oh, yeah. that it makes it really yeah. <laughs> difficult to. It's fucking hard. To keep your head around. Yeah, to yeah. get your head around. So, anyway, so Margie. Um, she doesn't know what happened, obviously, because yeah. <clears throat> it just she woke up in the middle of a fight. Yeah. So she's uh, it's silently for just a little bit, just holding him, not not knowing what to say, not knowing what to do. Um, <clears throat> but then she will scooch out from underneath his head and and lay him down and just start, you know, kind of like grooming with her hands, you know, his fur and, and, and laying it all straight and, and, you know, just softening it all down and pulling the blanket up, kind of up to his chin. And I think by the time she gets to that point is when they would walk in. Marge, I'm so sorry for your loss. What happened? I, I mean, I, I just woke up and there's... Uh, what, what happened? I, I do not know. I woke up and there were just things attacking me as well. Seems like some sprites came in through the upper room, through the broken window. They came in, unlocked the doors, and let the other creatures in. Oh. Well, how... I... 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 Well, I mean, how, how did... I don't understand how they got in. I, oh, who, who, who was watching? I was on watch. As soon as I went upstairs, I was blinded and frozen. Oh, dear. I couldn't move. I tried with every fiber of my being to stomp a foot, to move, to do something to alert you guys. I think, Marge, you you look up at him and you see that he's covered in all these, like, crystalline specks. And you can see that his eyes are, like, very much, like, red and bloodshot and super, super irritated. Oh, dear. Well... Oh dear. What what do we do? I. Uh... What would Norm have wanted us to do? What what's traditional for you folks? I'm not familiar with rat folk tradition. Well, we we don't really follow traditional rat folk beliefs. We have we have our own. We're not normal rat folk. I mean, well, what would you do if you were at home? 
What would you have done for him? Well, Norm is a healer. He's always protecting and caring about others. So, I'm gonna need tissues. I can blow my nose. <laughs> Thank you, baby. Anybody else needs some, some like toilet paper? Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm misty eyed, but I, I've got my paper towel. <laughs> you came prepared, <laughs> Marge. You and Norm are at an old enough age as rat folk. You you just said you guys were like in your 80s. Yes, it, human age Human wise, age wise yeah. 80s equivalent. So sure, we are on our retirement. We All of our children are grown. Have you guys talked about what happens if one of you goes? We have. Norm is not one much for talking about it or was not one much for talking about it. I mean, he was always very optimistic and yeah. like, no, everything's going to be fine. Why, 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 but why spend time worrying? <laughs> Um, but I, you know, they, they would talk about it, but I, I'm, this is a very strange circumstance. They're not at home. Yeah. So a, a burial, you know, somewhere underneath trees, around nature. And that's what you guys had decided on. Yeah. Nature is where us rat folk tend to be the most. So I see there's some trees over by the river. That seems like a very nice place. Peaceful. Are there are there any um like blankets or 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 anything like that we can maybe wrap around him? We can take the blankets. We also have this bearskin rug. Does would would he like a bearskin? He liked his yeti cloak. Is why oh, I ask. Is maybe he did that? Maybe the fur. You no, know, that does seem pretty fitting for my normie. Yes, I, I think maybe he held the the heart of a bear. Yes. Oh, uh, he'll forever have a bear hug. Yes. That's, that is another way of, of thinking of it. He was so good at giving those. Uh, Vailding, would you like to join me and uh, we can find the shovel and make sure everything is locked? Sounds like a good idea. Okay. And Marge will, um, just as she goes, patting down fur and, and going through a pocket. and She'll give him a kiss on the cheek and go through another pocket. She's going to pull out his stone that's got the, uh, the boon on it. It's probably, I'm sure, since it's a blood oath and there's no more blood running through the poor little rat folk body that it's not active anymore, but she'll, she'll still want it. She will gather up his cloak, the Yeti cloak, and she will take um, all the poisons that are in a pouch from him, and then of course any any gold he might have on him. Mm-hmm. She will <laughs> she will take that as well. I don't know if he does. I mean, I, I think she, norm, normally she's the uh, the keeper of the coin. It, I think we kept it on <laughs> ghost mostly. Two, yeah. Or, yeah. He put on that hex biter charm as soon as they got it, just in case. So that's like around his his neck. I think she would probably take that off since it's not really a norm thing. You know, it's brand new and it's kind of... It was meant for what's coming up. Right, right. So, yes, she would take that off. Um, (sighs) Are you trying to to think of other things that I've got on me or... Oh, yeah, yeah. 
You have your sheet? I got my sheet. <laughs> I'm like, I would leave the rapier with you. That was your weapon. Um, I actually would probably even leave the blow dart with you because she would have no idea how to use it. But she would take the poisons. Um, and then what else? Yeah, what else do you have on you, <laughs> Norm? Not much. I've got daggers and tail blades aplenty. <laughs> <laughs> um, he did have that tail blade that he just bought. <laughs> you notice I'm not doing the voice. I'm really trying hard to refrain from. I'm doing other voices. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, he he, he did have the tail blade on him. But that was his. You know, he was curious to try it out. I yeah. don't know if there's something Marge would have even been interested in. She'd probably she'd probably take it. Because I don't think he. You've never used it. Oh. Um, and his his sleeves that he could so he could change his outfits. He finally got sleeves of many oh. garments. Oh really? Oh. Yeah, he got them from, from when they stopped in Helder and they ordered. Oh, it was yeah. one of the, one of the things he ordered. Nice. So, but he never really got to try it out because he was just <laughs> in cold weather gear all the way up to the cabin. Those are really cool. They're fun, and he was yeah. gonna have so much fun with them because it was like his whole thing is like his costumes sucked, but he wanted to be fancy. God, that's so depressing. There's there's a couple things about this. <laughs> Valdine, Vasilisa, you guys know that there is uh, a little kind of work storage shed outside on the west side of the cabin. How how dark is it outside? Not pitch dark. It's okay. low light. I think Vasilisa is going to kind of hover between Valdine and, and the lodge and let Valdine know that's what she's doing because she wants to keep an ear out to be able to hear if anything's happening in the lodge and they need to hurry back, but she doesn't want to let Valdine out of her sight. She's playing the, we're technically splitting the party right after someone died and that's stupid, but also we, I can't be in that room with Marge right now game. Yeah. So she's very carefully like looking back and forth between Valdine and the lodge and and I think she'll pull out her Ayun torch and go ahead and and light it. So it's just kind of floating around being a torch. Okay. Yeah. Valdine grabs a shovel from the shed. Uh, is there more than one? Are, is there a yeah, hammer, a maybe some nails in there too? Yes, there are. And some wood? <laughs> no wood. It's okay. We'll, we'll just kill one of the tables. It can be wood. Maybe even board one of the doors. We only really need one door in and out of the lodge. And Vasilisa just gives Marge a very respectful berth and a nod. Like she's she's trying to not encroach on her space. <clears throat> um, Marge? Yes? We're going to be uh, hammering to board this door up so it's secure up here. Just so you know what the noise is, okay? Okay, that that's a good idea. S- sorry, we only thought of it now. No response. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, I Lisa helps hold up nails and things. And <laughs> yeah, you you guys can grab uh, one of the benches and pull some boards off of it. Yeah. Pry it apart. And hammer the door in place all right uh so by the time you guys are done uh going through and boarding everything up marge will be done with um with prepping norm's body um she will have taken everything off of him and out of his things that that she wants and then leave with him everything 
um, that she wants buried with him. And when you guys come back, and she'll look at Valdine and, well, can you help me carry him onto the, uh, onto the bear? Yeah, I'll help you carry him. Thank you. And we'll carry him onto the bear, and Marge will start kind of wrapping the bear around him, like the, the arms sticking out, like, over top of him, so it looks like he's kind of being hugged. Yeah. I think I would feel better knowing that that he's with the earth and among the trees. Let's go outside. We were, we were outside before and spotted a little area, like you said, by the water and by trees. Mm-hmm. I motioned to the area. How about right here? And she nods. I I, I pluck my iron stone off and I put it, just let it release it near Valdine's head so it circles him. And then I say, uh, let me get the process started. There's an awful lot of snow. And I just kind of make sure no one's in the way. And between a couple of the trees, I just aim as downwards as possible. And I use burning hands. Okay. Melt away all the and snow right yeah, there. Yeah. Melt away the snow. Down to the and ground. Probably thaw the earth a little bit. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I use the shovel and start digging. Okay. How deep do you want to go? Um, maybe three feet. Okay. Maybe four. Okay. Yeah. Depending on how long it takes to get through. <laughs> I figure if we bury humans as deep as they are tall, then we bury the rat folk as deep yeah. as yeah. tall. <laughs> three, four feet, yeah. Sounds... So you want to dig a hole um, three feet deep and about three feet wide. Marge, are you helping dig or are you... Well, is there another shovel? Yeah. I, I if there was out, another shovel. I remember I have an any tool and I turn it into a shovel. Marge would help. Well, while they are digging, Vasilisa um, for, for lack of knowing what else she should do lights some incense. Like she's doing the what she would normally do setting the mood for a little bit of a memorial and as, as she always does, she turns to her cards and I did draw a random card, and it's the marriage. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what does that mean? So she she looks at this card, and uh, Marge. Oh yes, and she puts her shovel I down. Do not know how you feel about this, but whenever I am struggling, I always turn to the Haro, just to see what my cards may have to say, and. And the card that came to hand just now is the marriage. And to me, it is a reminder that although we may leave some part of Norm here tonight, you and Norm are always to be fed. The two of you shall never truly be parted. Marge wipes a tear from her eye and just like... Almost falls onto Vasilisa, but just wraps her arms around her and just starts hugging her. Full, full hug back. <laughs> oh, thank, thank you so much for that. I think that's the nicest card you ever drawn. Quite possibly, the the cards know what is true, and the truth is not always good or kind. But I think in this case, it is both true and kind. She'll give a, 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 a like a knowing, you know, little smile to 
Vasilisa and then grab her shovel and, and start helping Valdine again. Okay. Are there any in the shed? I think it would even be better. Were there any <clears throat> like seeds, flower seeds for planting or? I have berries, which oh, might have seeds in them. Okay. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, because like if you just that. pick a random seed, it might be one of those carnivorous carnivorous. <laughs> we, I, do not, we do not want to do that to normal. I, I did make sure before we left to harvest a fresh batch of, of berries. Nice. So I can. Well, that's what she would do. She would just leave Norm's good berries on yeah. him. So if anything, it would be a good berry tree. Good berry bush. Aww. Or a good berry bush, yeah. Oh, Normie. You were the best man, Ratfolk, I think I've ever met. You helped me be more me. And I sure am gonna miss ya. Oh, but as my normie would always say, a penny saved is good for the gander. He did say that. I'll be sure to burn all the bridges when we get to them. Just for you, partner. Oh, dear. You know, uh, as we were walking and I was telling stories about my childhood... Norm said to me, Vasilisa, you can teach a man to fish, but you cannot make him drink. I still don't know what he meant by that, but it sounds very profound. And I will do my best to figure it out as I go. For you, Norm, it is the best of riddles. Margie will grab Vasilisa's hand and kind of pat it. That was very sweet. <laughs> that was really good, guys. <laughs> Thank you. <sighs> Thanks for remembering Norm. I always remember Norm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think we're ever going to forget. Mm-mm. So it takes you significantly less time to um, pile the dirt back in and set a little, uh, a little grave and everything. Did you want to add in the berries? Are they They're in his pocket. I didn't take them out. Perfect. Perfect. Um, And you guys cover up the body and you set the grave of Norm Gunderson. Mm -hmm. And now we're all exhausted from digging a hole, so we might actually sleep. It's it's about midnight by the time you guys have everything said and done. I think... um Vasilis is going to make everyone a hot cup of tea and then very delicately ask, um, so which two of us should keep first watch, do you think? Well, you know, I am physically tired, but my mind is still pretty awake and Ghost looks like she's pretty restless too. I suppose the two of us can walk around some peace and quiet might be nice are you sure you will be okay with just ghost i think so yes what does your watch look like marge what do you do i think marge will just look through windows walk to one room look out into the night see if she can see stars she's probably not really 
really focusing on seeing if she can see things moving through the dark, mm. you know, at the cabin. She's distracted. She's distracted, but she is trying to keep herself from getting too distracted. So she'll go look out a window and then her mind will wander and then she will try to pull it back and and then, you know, we'll go to the next room and look out the window and look and then her mind will wander and, and just kind of like that for, you know, the time, her watch time. Um, I don't think, I actually don't think she'd go upstairs. Okay. She's just going to stay downstairs. Okay. So around 4 a.m. after pacing around the house. I'd wake up uh, Valdine. Any any noise out there, Marge? Well, it's been quiet. All right, I'll, I'll take over watch. Be careful. I will. I'll try to keep my eyes open this time. Oh, it looked like they were open last time. They just got the best of you, unfortunately. I'm so sorry about that. You shouldn't apologize. I let you down. Well, it doesn't seem like there was much any of us could have done. Well, I'll keep an eye out, and I'll be sure to keep Ghost with me, if that's okay. Oh, yes. I think that'd be a good idea. And Marge will go lay down next to where Vasilisa is. And then after a couple minutes, she'll kind of, like, scooch closer to Vasilisa, (laughs) because she's used to sleeping next to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So she'd miss having a body there. I think Vasilisa probably does this half wakes up because she's not used to having someone. (laughs) And then is like, oh, no, this is fine. And just kind of like puts an arm over Marge and goes back to sleep. Okay. Valdine, what does your four hours look like? I think just after a quick walk around perception, walking around the place and listening, Valdine looks down at Ghost and he kneels down. Gives Ghost a good scratch right behind the ears. Good pet. Just starts talking to him. What do you guys talk about? I bet you're sure going to miss him. You're going to miss Norm, aren't you, Ghost? He blinks at you. She. She, she blinks she. at you. <laughs> <laughs> now I've got you guys all doing it. Dang it. In Morse code. <laughs> I'm going to miss him too. But we have to keep going. Eldine gets up, walks around the room, shakes it off. Yeah. Back to the watch, Ghost. And, and Ghost is, is following, like, he's not behind you. He's right next to you. Like, she, she fuck, she. <laughs> she's, she's right next to you as you, like, get up and walk. She's, like, on your heels. Like, she's she's right right next to you. Like, as you're you're walking, like, you take your, your right foot forward, and as you're stepping forward, they uh, come up against you, and they're just, like, kind of pushing against you a little bit. Four hours later. Vasilisa. Oh. Uh, it's about okay. 8 a.m. Oh. One more rotation. Yes, uh, you, you get some more sleep, Feldine. Vasilisa is going to make sure everybody's secure and then she's going to make herself a bracing pot of tea and sit where she can see everybody else and prepare her spells for the day. Ghost will curl up next Um, to you. Yeah, I was going to ask. Ghost is just kind of standing there and Ghost looks up at you 
And then she looks over at Valdine, and then she looks back at you, and then back at Valdine, and then she looks up at you and waits. I do not speak, Weasel. Uh, Ghost, did you sleep at all last night? Ghost turns their head to the side. Well, I still do not speak, Weasel. Uh, um, uh... They, they give a, a Weasel yawn. But why don't you go uh, cuddle Marge before she gets cold? And Vasilisa just points at Marge. Ghost looks over at Marge and looks back at you. And then they slowly start to walk towards Marge, not breaking eye contact with you. And then they finally turn and they go over and they cuddle up next to Marge. I I say a quick prayer to my patron Vara and I focus in on my cards. You know, she's communing with her cards, but she's doing it in such a way that I imagine it probably takes her even longer than usual to really, because she keeps you know, jerking her head around like, yeah. was that a sprite? <laughs> Halfway through and then refocusing. Yeah. Then around noon. Uh, around noon. Um, she's gonna wake people up. Cool. Marge, Valdine, you guys are up. Yes. What do you do? Marge is actually going to um, just look down at Ghost and then realized... Oh, dear ghost. Oh, I'm so sorry. You're still hurt. Vasilisa. And she calls for yes, you. Yes. Yes. Oh, oh, do you, can you, I, I'm oh. still a little tired, but I, I was wondering if you could use the wand and, and poor ghost has got some, some cuts and oh, stuff. Oh, of course. And she will wand ghost for five, five heels. Well, could you do that one more time? Of course. Another five. Perfect. That's good enough. Ghost is healed. Ghost is healed. Spent all night, poor ghost, injured. (laughs) Valdine, what do you do when you get up? Valdine probably does a quick walk around the outside of the lodge, checks things out, then comes back in to warm up. Okay. Well, guys, should we... uh, We should continue this. It's what we have to do? Literally, because of the curse. Yes. Um, Marge, I think perhaps you should wear Norm's Yeti cloak, if you're okay with that. Okay. It is going to be very cold in Erison. That is true, and I'm not, I'm not really used to the cold. Exactly. So, and I collect my donkey. Okay. (laughs) All right. So you guys got Norm's hex nails. You got his... Hex spider. Hex spider charm. You also grab his snowshoes. Um. Oh, yeah. Well, we certainly didn't bury them. No. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm just glad James didn't have more attacks happen during this night yeah. with his watch. Like. I know it was scary. I mean, there's reasons for that. Yeah. Yeah. Behind the screen, yeah. there's yeah. there's a reason you guys had a quiet yeah. night. Yeah. I'm thinking aliens. Well, we're just gonna. <laughs> so you Do guys Faye count as aliens? Yeah. You know what? Like it's from another plane, that, kind of like from another planet. To me, that's but a plane is just a planet without tea. So that's true. Wouldn't want to live on a planet without tea. Exactly. <laughs> uh. So you guys, you do have the compass and you have the map and you have been through it twice. You guys know the major natural features and there is a partial path lead before you. You can follow it no problem. Now, you don't have to. 
you guys do know that if you hadn't followed the path, the, the shortcut, you guys would have gone to the chicken hut. Oh, you know that chicken hut that's not the chicken hut. I feel I feel very stupid because I am from Irison and I know these are things. It is clearly I am even in the Sentinel Lodge right now. It is a Sentinel hut. What, what All do you mean? of the borders of Irison are guarded by these spoopy little huts that are like haunted by the spirits of dead children and uh, watch the borders for trouble and they're meant to look like the dancing hut because they are inspired by Baba Yaga's hut. Well, I, I'm not sure I'd I want to go anywhere near where there might be ghosts of children to be honest with you. True. It's, um, there's, there's probably a doll haunted by a dead child. Probably the child was killed on purpose by a winter witch to put the ghost in the doll to watch the house. It's, let's say, not one of the brighter parts of the Irisin culture. Oh, can it hurt people on this side, though? Oh, yes, I'm sure. What but does it do? I, I let's just say I skirted very clear, <laughs> but yes, I can roll a check because I know, I know they exist because my uh, game master alerted me that I do, but I do not know what I know. Oh, okay. So maybe a knowledge of a thing. <laughs> sure. But Knowledge, local, or history for you. I rolled pretty well. It's a 29. You what? 29? Yeah. For local or history? Uh, History. It would be slightly less for local. It would be a 26 if it was local. Um, You know that the dolls mainly act as, like you said, sentinels. Um, But the huts are also the first line of defense. Yeah. And Irison. So you know that, like, they have to have some kind There's of offensive capabilities. Something uh, offensive in more than one way about them. There's the whole haunting ghost thing. And also, yes, they are supposed to defend Irison. So I imagine they are dangerous. Uh, if, if we uh, stop the winter, will it go away too? I don't think so. But on the other hand, because they are, you know, sentinel huts. If the haunted ghost doll sees us, what if that would mean that Korolieva Ilvana sees us? Oh dear. Maybe we steer clear on purpose just because we do not want to alert the queen. That is true. I think we should just go. I should have paid more attention when Moya Mama tried to teach me about these things, but really I was just like, ugh, spoopy dolls. Ugh, and I stopped listening. This could be why she did not like me. Well, I I think we should go the path we did before then and try and get to the portal as soon as possible. Yes, that sounds like a a good plan. I mean, part of me is like, I've been a GM, so I'm like, yeah, we should totally go check that out. But part of me is like, yeah, God, no, I don't want to no, deal yeah. with anything like that right now. <laughs> I don't know what Vasilisa would say. But she is obsessing over the two horror readings that she has done. Because the first one, I mean, and guys, this is all full random card draws. Right. You know, I'm not planning any of this shit. But in the very first horror reading, way back from episode one, mm-hmm. we had 
Marge's role as the dance, right? Mm-hmm. And Norm as the crows, right? And looking towards the future, Marge's roll card showed up. The dance was in the future part of the grid, but so was the marriage, which is what you just drew. Vasilisa just drew <sighs> at the at Norm's burial. It's not as simple as Norm and Marge are married. It's not like that. And <laughs> in the context of the first Harrow reading, the marriage was in a position of misalignment that indicated that instead of wedding two things together, it was tearing two things asunder. And that's so exactly now we, what happened. Yeah. <laughs> and then you did pull the marriage right side So basically, up. we warned the audience yeah, very the, clearly the, in clear the terms. Cards, Episode one. <laughs> the cards warned us, and we were just did not know. And then the Oh, no, second, we all assumed one of the oh, rat no, folk would yeah, die, it, right? So it, yeah. The, the second reading, and this is where I think Vasilisa is mentally, internally losing her shit, but doesn't know whether or not to say anything. It's less clearly associated with Marge because Marge wasn't a part of the second reading directly, but she did draw the dance in that future column again. Wow. And in that case, the dance was the strongest card and was misaligned. Complete opposite of its true alignment. What does it mean? So that would mean instead of the order of the universe it's that order of the universe falling into chaos and at the time Vasilisa did that reading she said is Marge going to fall off course is that order that Marge represents going to go to chaos or is it saying you need to follow Marge's lead or if you don't you'll lose your way and everything will fall to chaos and so she still is in that moment of everything is coming true we should listen to the cards better they were warning us the whole time but what is this warning in this one is it about marge at all is it telling me something that's already happened now is it telling us we need to follow marge's lead or is it telling us hey marge is probably going to lose her shit maybe you should watch out for that like she (laughs) she's all and she doesn't know do i just do I tell Valdine? Because she didn't tell anyone about that second reading. Right. She was yeah. alone for it. Yeah, she doesn't right. know if she should share it or if or not. So she's she's probably more quiet than usual heading out just because she's internally losing her fucking mind. When Marge is quieter than usual going along because obviously she's does, yeah. in her head and, and, and yeah, she's just writing. She doesn't have to think much either because she's writing on Ghost and Ghost is just following yeah, and Valdine's quiet because he's just always quiet. Yeah, it's <laughs> so a very, it's a very quiet, quiet afternoon <laughs> to the portal. Yes. So you guys uh, go through Joseph's old camp. You go through the section with all of the uh, the cusp of trees that you guys took down the first time, and eventually you hit the section once again where the winds are howling and blowing against you quite hard. But you guys are are now at this portal. It is about 5 p.m. Do we want to slightly backtrack and get all those uh, rations we left in the cave? Oh yeah, we can can put them on ghost. Okay, so you guys have the rations. You're you're loaded up. 
guys make your way past the crushed igloo back to the portal and you step inside of its boundaries to the area that is calm and quiet and you just see this pillar of light before you. Marge will stop right inside of where it's calm. Okay. Her and Ghost and just look at it. Mm. Are, are we ready to go to Irison? Alright, once I'm on the other side, come on through. Stick close. I'll go first. Oh, okay. If for some reason you don't see me, or something seems off, try and get back through the portal if you can. If if someone uh, if someone talks to you, t- uh, try to n- not talk back, maybe. Why? Cause I sound uh, like this. Yes. Uh, you and Marge are very pretty obviously not from Irisin, and I, they. Traitors do come, but I also do not think being not from Irisin is a, is a good thing in Irisin. So Merge is gonna get off a ghost. She's going to turn around and look behind her, just into this into the snow, the swirling snow. And then she'll turn back around and she will just wrap her arms around Ghost's neck. And just, you know how you do with dogs, you just kind of grab their face and you just kind of, oh, and just like pull them close and, and hug their face and... Are you ready for this ghost? It's gonna be a whole new place. And she turns around and looks at Valdine and Vasilisa and I think we should go together. All of us at the same time. And she walks up and she grabs Valdine's hand and she grabs Vasilisa's hand. Veldine wasn't expecting that. He takes your hand. Yeah. We'll go together. Let's go, ghost. Okay. Okay. And we all walk through. Stepping through the portal, you find yourselves on a forested hillside. The cold, even though you may be wearing protection from it, you can still feel it bite into your skin and clothing. The sub-zero temperatures are an unwelcome sensation, and the cold of the border wood, now thousands of miles away, would be considered a warm relief compared to the current weather. In the distance, through the falling snow, you see faint lights of a small village sitting several miles away. What will our heroes do now in this strange land a thousand miles from home? Would the bush planted on Norm ever grow into something that could bear fruit? Whatever happened in the inner monologue of Ghost? Find out next time on a much more less serious Dimension Door <laughs> podcast! <laughs> Yay! Goodbye, Norm. We're more. gonna miss you. I can't wait to be happy again. Yeah. <laughs> Feelings. Emotions. I, just, I was just realizing... I've been waiting to cast message again since I leveled up because I can finally get all four of us and now there's only three of us. No. 
Stay tuned at the end of this for a word from our very good friends over at Oz9. As always, thank you for listening to the Dimension Door Podcast. We are almost at the end of our month-long Patreon launch. There is still time. You have about three days to go. Sign up, support us, and as a very special thank you, on top of all of the wonderful stuff we are giving you for being part of our Patreon and joining whatever tier you join, we are going to be sending you an autographed, signed copy of our character art in form of a postcard. And you can do that by joining any level. That's right, lowest level gets a postcard. Highest level gets a postcard. We have a tier that no one has signed up for that is probably our coolest tier. And we thought it would be a good idea to kind of tease you guys a little bit, to really show you what it's gonna be like. So head on over to any of our social media right now and check out a special video showing our resident wise woman, Vasilisa Morozova, giving a horror reading to a special little puppy dog who has a very important question. As always, our music is done by Zachary Kreitler, except for our bumper tracks, which are done by the amazing MDK Music. We'll see you guys in two weeks. If you enjoy space adventures featuring brave and competent astronauts, If you enjoy podcasts that are culturally sensitive... I've been labeling stuff aboard the ship with post-its so she can learn a language. I speak English, you bloody... If you enjoy shows with sophisticated humor... Well, that's just rude. It's her spacesuit. Then you may not want to listen to Oz9. But if you simply enjoy giggling... Oh, <laughs> you anglers! So snooty about all the everythings. Oz9 may be the show for you. Get it wherever you find the other shows you like to put in your ears. That title is spelled O Z Dash Numeral 9. You could certainly do worse. <laughs>